Well, welcome everybody to Generationally Speaking. My name is Brad. I'm lead pastor at Crossbridge Community Church. This is my little friend, my good friend, my whatever he is over here. Extra emphasis on the little. <laughs> Jordan, That's kind of mean. Chitwood, I know it was. I, I didn't mean it. And yeah, you're the online it. pastor. And we have another special guest tonight. We do. Is on his, the mic only. Does he know how to work the mic? I don't know. On the mic I only do. is our good friend, Mr. Bruce Colbert. Yep. Hello, our everyone. Our tech director. Our tech director. Who got us here on time. On time. We were ready to go. He was scrambling just a little bit. But anyway, we are so glad. This is uh, you Like know, his eggs. This is season four, <laughs> believe it or not. Isn't that crazy? Season four, episode one of Generationally Speaking, where we take topics and we look at them in a way of, you know, our generations. Yep. So we have a, I almost said boomer. We have a, a millennial. And you're, you're pretty close to Gen Z, too, really. You're yeah, a, I'm the, I am the youngest millennial. You're the youngest millennial. There's like that weird two-year gap between millennials and Gen Z that are kind of like, you can. Iffy. Yeah, you can decide what you yeah. want to be. Uh, and, but yeah, I'm the youngest millennial. Yeah, and I'm the resident boomer. Old. And Bruce is a Gen Xer. Yes. And you know, Gen Xers, they get no time. That is very true. Exist, no, they're kind of just the nuns. Do you of feel the left generation. out, Bruce? I feel very left out. Well, yeah. we're going to try to include you a little bit tonight, even yeah. though you don't have a camera. We're not. We're not sure that you can handle a camera yet. So yeah. So hey, season four, episode one. Uh, it has been so cool, the podcast so far, and we have picked some touchy subjects this season to go over. Yes, this is have. actually the first season where I've released the whole year. The whole year. Um, so we've got about ten game and nights. We and we reserve the right to episodes. change that up. Yep. And so next week, when it looks different, that's kind of the <laughs> game plan. But anyway, hey, tonight's conversation is one that we have been looking forward to having, um, because it is still relevant in our culture. It is something recent that has taken place, and it is something that I think is important for us as Christ followers, but then also. Um, just as individuals trying to understand how our world thinks, uh, approach this topic. Yeah, and I think it's it's one of those things, and, and we're excited about it and also scared to death, to be honest with you. Yep. And it's one of those things that uh, we'll just say up front, uh, we talked about this today, is that we may not say everything right tonight. Correct. And so give us some grace, if you will. Yeah. And we're going to actually look at this at kind of a different approach. You know, we're not necessarily talking about whether this is right or wrong. We should probably tell them what the topic is. Oh, yeah. I figured they knew, but that's, yeah, you're right. Yeah, for our podcast listeners, you know, uh, tonight we are talking about Roe versus Wade being overturned. Right. June 24th. Yep. uh, 2022. And uh, we're going to talk about just kind of the cultural implications and the generational response towards that being overturned. Right. Back to your disclaimer. Yeah, and it, it, it's one of those things that, like I said, we, we're we not necessarily going to, to talk about a stance or what's right or wrong. We're going to talk about how our response to it from generationally s- standpoints, and maybe we can understand someone else's point of view a little bit. Right. So that we can have a civil, decent conversation right. about the whole subject. Yep. Because we have not done that well. Yep, correct. And especially with this one, it is such. there's been so much of an emotional response to this overturning, um, really just giving the states the decision to be able to make it right. for themselves. And that's part of it, too, is you know there's so much misinformation about what it's Roe versus Wade being overturned. It, Dob, what, what, Jackson, what's the, what was the new case? I don't have any idea. See, so much lack mm. of information. But um, So that's part of what's led some of the emotional response and fueled some of the frustration. And uh, so that's what we're going to talk about. But, hey, what we want to ask, there's a couple of things, a couple of of disclaimers that go part of what Brad was sharing earlier. First, I just want to acknowledge this is we are two men, okay, having this conversation. um, And we just, for some people that doesn't matter and for some people that is a big deal. Right. You okay? 
I was choking on some cinnamon roll. Um, <laughs> and uh, just wanted to acknowledge that, that we recognize that, you know, for those that, you know, who may not think that we should, you know, as two men have, you know, have included a woman in, in the, just say, hey, let's just acknowledge that we recognize and that. And again, we're not necessarily talking about, we're talking about the response. Right. So I think we right. have some, some leverage there. But yep. the other thing that, that we wanted to do is we, we wanted to wait some time. And it's been, what, four months it's since? It's been about... Since- Back in May when they announced, when it leaked that it was happening, then June 24th. So it's been about almost almost three months. Three months on September 24th yeah, right. um, since the overturning so, happened so, from so, a federal level. Yeah, so we've taken some time just to let you know, let things cool down a little right. bit. I mean, things are still being talked about, what have you. But yep. but the tension and, and and things have calmed down some. So we figured, yep. hey, it's time to, to talk a little bit about this. Yeah, and last thing also that I want to share is we want to treat this conversation with a lot of grace. And so in the comment section, um, Marissa says the video keeps cutting out. If that's a them problem or a me problem, pretty sure it's a you problem, but we'll figure it out, Marissa. <laughs> that's my wife, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> um, a lot of grace for the conversation. Have grace for us. We have grace for you. But then also, I mean, statistics just show that one in four Christ followers have had an abortion. And so just keep that in mind that like as you're talking about this, whether this is something you're really passionate about on one side or the other, right. that you could be talking about or to someone who this is, this decision has immediately affected. Um, and so all that to say, let's just have a lot of grace for one another. Uh, Tab says video is cutting out. Derek says, same, same here. Um, don't worry. Our tech guy is on it. Not sure there's anything he can do, but if he can do it, he'll do it. Um, so, Hey, uh, let's dive Right in this kind of be the roadmap for for the right. rest of the evening. We're going to walk through a ton of statistics and data, all post the overturning taking place, um, according to Pew Research. That's where all the data is coming from. Then we are going to walk through um, multiple common stances that you've heard from different generations and different you know things that you've heard people say, so we can process. Hey, when people say this, this is kind of what they mean, right? And this is the common response toward someone saying this. Um, we're going to then look at uh, different reactions from Christians, you know, kind of what we've seen, how the church has responded to this being overturned. And then we're going to talk through a few different verses. Um, if you do feel comfortable, you have any thoughts or questions, share them in the chat. And as always, this is a safe space. Um, if you don't respect that safe space rule, you will be uh, removed from the and, chat. And here's the other thing. You know, some people listening may be disappointed in in some of the conversation tonight, you know, we've gone too far or we haven't gone far enough or yep. we didn't, you know, we shied, shied away here and there. And and it's one of those things that we've always said that we love to have these kind of conversations in relationship. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and so, again, you're, you're still getting probably a 30,000-foot view yep. of how we feel. So if there's something that, hey, really bothers you, yep. it's okay. Yep. And we're happy to... to to have that conversation and to meet and, and, and go down those roads. So yep. our, know. our key point, and you asked me this today, right. Our key takeaway for this is to give you some ideas of how the other generations think and view this topic and understanding the position that they're coming from. Right. And, and, and maybe not even maybe understood is not the, the right word mm. because there's even some things that, that you and I, as we talk about this, I say, I hear you, but I don't understand. I I can't process it this way. Sure. So the understanding may be is just understand that it's different than what you think. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So. Wait, let's dive on in. Um, statistics coming. I'll just share the first one. Uh, since July sixth, twenty twenty two, of Pew Research. So these are these are relatively new. These are within the last two months. You're right. Yep. Uh, just a little over two months old. 
62% of all Americans say abortion should be legal in all or most cases with little changing since before the court's recent decision. 62%. Next stat. 16% of Democrats and 62% of Republicans believe abortion should be illegal. Yep. And so, and that's just, you know, always has been a part of each of their parties. Right. Most people who vote Democrat go into it knowing that they are a pro-choice party. And most people who vote conservative or Republican go into it knowing that they are a pro-life party. Okay. Yeah. Uh, next one, 69% of adults under the age of 30 disagree with the court's decision. And this leads then to the next one, 48% of adults, 50 and over, approve of the court's decision, while 52% disapprove. And so there's kind of, it's pretty it's pretty cut and dry for younger people. About 70% of individuals 30 and under right. were upset by the decision, and about 50-50 were upset and or approved that were 50 and older. So yeah. that's yeah. just kind of understanding where Gen X is, where boomers are, and then also millennial right. and Gen Z. The, the next one I think is, is fascinating uh, when I saw this one. 71% of white evangelical Protestants agree with the court decision. Mm-hmm. 68% of black evangelical Protestants disagree with the court decision. Mm-hmm. So you, you, start under, you start seeing the divide yep. happening already. Divide, different people who grew up in different cultures, different settings, different... Different the, lifestyles, different... yeah Income, you in, know, back socio-com- in the 60s, 70s, 80s. Socio- yeah. It's just, hey, this decision has, you know, upset one group of of even Christ followers and, and then has been a part of celebration. So just understanding, um, Hey, if I'm talking to a person of color, um, they most likely, you know, percentage wise lean this way. And if I'm talking to a, um, person who is white, they're probably not, again, it's not safe to assume, but this is just what the data shows. Right. Right. Um, okay. Next one, 72% of Americans believe the decision should be solely in the hands of the woman. 72% 72% believe that it should be solely in the hands of the woman. <laughs> Next one. Did you want to comment on that? Nope, I was just sharing. Yeah. 62% of evangelical boomers believe abortion should be illegal in all or most cases, while 78% of unaffiliated boomers believe abortion should be legal in all or most cases. And even there, you know, you talk about yeah. a, a generation. The and same now, generation. And now we've split totally from Christians to... To unaffiliated to or nuns unaffiliated or nuns, you know. Now, yeah, and so that uh, isn't I that fascinating. That is fascinating. Yep, and so it, and this is what we will kind of talk about throughout this whole podcast is uh, today is especially with the boomer generation is a lot of uh, their theology or their thoughts on God had influenced their politics growing up. Right, and it's pretty obvious that then the flip was also true that they weren't affiliated not in everything but at least for one of the for abortion it yeah. was it seemed to be a, a non-issue right. for them. Okay, right. uh, moving on next one. Gen Z has the highest level of support for safe and legal access to abortion. This was not surprising. Gen Z, we know, has um, the the biggest passion for social ch- changes, social causes, um, and, and uh, fighting for the rights and equality for everyone. And so uh, you could basically all of the number of topics you could talk about, LGBTQ, sex, gender, equality, etc. Gen Z kind of tends to lean more towards the left when it comes to um, some of their support for, for this equality. And then the last one, 56% of Americans believe that human life begins at conception. 
And that was just a little bit of data. Yeah, and and it's striking. You know, already you see. I don't know if division is the right word, but you can see the separation, and you can see yeah. the groundwork is already there of yep. why we have such an issue. Yep. Now the issue is, you know, how do we talk about this? Right. You know, and and I think that's that's been more disappointing to me than anything is right. is how we've how Christians have talked about this, how non Christians have talked about it, how you know. If you disagree with somebody, we, we're in this culture of shouting people down, mm-hmm. exaggerating things, not telling the whole truth on each side, mm-hmm. not just one. And I think we have to be honest, no matter what side you lay, lay on here, you, you yep. know, because you build this echo chamber around you, yep. you know, and, and you want to prove your point, And yeah. so here, here's where you are. Yeah. But then we don't, we never get anywhere because we don't, we can't have the conversation. Right. And that's kind of what's so cool about this podcast and why we felt it was a good way for us to have this conversation on this podcast to say, hey, let's approach this topic from the generational standpoint, share how people are thinking. Because this, from a from a country standpoint, based on the data, this isn't a cut and dry situation. Right. You know, people, people, you can, again, you can look at these statistics. People who are older tend to have agreed with this, but especially in the boomer generation. Mm-hmm. People who are younger were not, not freaking out. We're really upset with the decision. Right. And that led to some of the protests. And then in the older generation led to some of the celebration based on the decision. And again, it wasn't illegalizing abortion for the whole country. Right. It was giving it to the states. And I think we saw, I think 19 states are planning on keeping it legal while 32 or it's like, I'll, still be on, I'll be honest with you. I got so frustrated. I dropped mm-hmm. out of the conversation yeah. of that. Good. You know, I, I just yeah, I, sure. I just didn't get in the weeds of it. Yep. And and I don't and know if that, me, I don't know if that was good or bad, but I just sure. got to the point is I could I had to back off and say I just mm. can't I can't do this anymore. Yep. I remember well and you're in a unique position. I've I've never lived I had never lived a day where Correct. abortion wasn't legal. Right. And you well, we're alive when that switch took place. You yeah. were young, but you were alive when that switch took place. I was either a freshman or or a sophomore in high school. So old enough to where so, your so, brain was developed enough to be able to understand. Uh, yeah, what's going and, on. and I and I remember, and you know, and there was honestly some of the same type of things going on as there were people freaking out. Yeah. you know, back in the, in there, you know, a lot of the evangelicals were saying, you know, yeah. oh man, we've lost the country, you know, and. And, and so I remember those kind of things, yeah. and, and, and to see it again, it was, it was fascinating. Yeah, and you see it again with media being so much more accessible. And that's the, that was the big ticket. Mm-hmm. You know? Accessible and divisive, I would say. Right. I mean, most media outlets. And here's how I remember it somewhat is that, that the church at that time, and, and I'm, I'm painting with very broad brushes at this point, the church at that time was not divided. Hmm. Now, it, it, it may have been in just my small little world, mm-hmm. but I saw the response from the churches all this, basically the same. There was not a split like it was hmm. this time. That's fascinating. Yeah. Uh, Tab Coulter said, growing up, I was raised in a pro-choice home. In my early 20s, I became pro-life. However, I have friends on both sides. I know people who have had abortions. I still love them. I believe Jesus holds these women's hands while doing it. I believe he weeps with them. I believe his heart hurts for all the people, no matter where you are in the issue. Sorry if that was too heavy. wasn't too heavy. That's a sentiment for a lot of Christ followers. And actually, we're going to get to that yep. point yep, at, we later will. on. Yeah. Um, oh. Brad's over here my, my, playing Siri on my his watch phone. Is, is, is uh, so, hey, that's the data. Hey, Do with it what I, I you want will. Ask, Bruce, yeah. are, are you engaged at the stage? I'm, I'm back. I think 
I didn't find anything wrong, but it appears it's better. So sorry. Okay, good. Um, I have a question for you. I don't know when you were born. What what year were you born? Nineteen seventy. Nineteen seventy. So the, you were just a baby when yeah. this, this all all happened. Yeah. So I'm really am the old guy. You're, well, you're the more seasoned vet. I yeah, I just didn't have a picture of yeah. of the Gen X is what they had grown up in. Sure. Sure. Yeah. And so it's fascinating again for me. Like this was always the norm. Um, of like, hey, safe and legal access to abortion was always the norm for me. Um, growing up, I know I grew up thinking and believing, you know, you know, abortion is is there's no there's no way you could ever justify it. There's no right way. Um, there's no wrong way, etc. And um, you know, as you know, you continue to grow and you continue to learn, and you think it's like there's a lot of situations and, and things that we we're not even going to dive into talk right. about where. It's one of those things like as you process this, you realize, oh, there is more to this conversation when you step kind of outside of your bubble to realize that, hey, this person down the street that I'm really good friends with walks through this. And after hearing their story, it doesn't necessarily change your mind, but it kind of softens your heart. Yeah. And that's that's a big deal. And that's honestly even just the biggest one of another key points of tonight is saying, hey, we're not asking you to go from one side to the next. We're nope. not going to share enough stuff for you to go one side to nope. the next. But even if you just soften your heart to listen, it, that, it could be huge. Yeah. And, and, and how, we, how we react and how we talk to each other and how we handle this it can bring the divide back together. Absolutely. You may not agree. Yep. But we can still learn to. Yep. And what we've tried to create at Crossbridge is a safe place to be on multiple sides of really any conversation. It, it doesn't it, matter. Yeah. Right. It's to say, hey, we're we're going to focus on on Jesus and, and 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 can we find a biblical stance on this and 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 where we go? Yep. So hey, anyway. that was kind of the stats. That was the data. Now what we're going to do is we're going to move into what might be a little bit of a, a touchy part of the conversation <laughs> for some because we are going to walk through some of the famous sayings, stances, or approaches that are often taken from younger people and older people and ask, okay when people say this help me understand what they mean um and again it it could be different from person to person but just a general overview of what people mean by this or how it's even possible just so that you can start to understand how people think about this and this honestly um when this first went down uh, i remember we were outside and Mm -hmm. you and i had a conversation Mm -hmm. and you said some things that just blew my mind Mm -hmm. and i just had to have you unpack some of those things and i had never even Sure. Conceptualize some of these things that you were saying. Yep. And I think the same thing with you. When, Absolutely. When, when I was talking. Yeah. And, and so, so, so yeah. So go. So some of these things will work. be part of what you know. I would you know one of the biggest things is the first one we're going to talk about. I was talking to Brad. I said, hey, just so you know, most young people when they approach this topic, they are pro-choice but not pro-abortion. And that's one of the common stances. I'm pro-choice but not pro-abortion. Yeah. And what was your response when you heard that for the first time? You're like, the first thing that came through my mind is that that's not possible. Right. You're like, what? That like, how, how do you even process that? Right. And to me, I'm like, that's what I've always grown up. Yeah. Like, I, I again, like I said, way back in the day, I didn't think this was necessarily possible. But then, you know, that's what my friends believe and, and your, think. And your generation, are we going to talk about this later? Can separate? Yes, that's part of this one. Uh, the part of this one. Okay. Yep. Explain that because this, yeah. this is the thing that blew my mind that I had I, I never put it together like yep. this before. So most young people, and this is what I again I'll repeat it. Most young people that I know and and younger people are pro-choice but not pro-abortion, and it's because a lot of young people separate their theology from their politics. So they, while as a Christ follower, they say I do not believe in abortion. From a country standpoint, they believe in safe and legal access to abortion. And again, as we were talking about, you're like, 
well, you can't say you you're can't one without the other. You can't separate. And them. young people would say you have to separate them. Right. You know, that's what a lot of, you know, a lot of teens, a lot of millennials. And this is, and this is where the generational background yes. b- breakdown starts yep. happening. Yep. Because, and again, it's not that, that as a boomer that you can say, okay, I accept that. It's a matter of just understanding this is how that's the approach that are they taking. are thinking. Right. Okay. Whether you agree with it or not, yeah, that's doesn't not matter. It's just understanding yep. that, it, okay, now, so if I have a, uh, have a conversation with, with a Jordan, I at least now have some some groundwork of right. okay. Here's where he's coming from. I may not understand it, and we get to ask some questions about that. Yep, yep. And and that's what, yeah. Alex shares the first clause of the Bill of Rights states that you need to separate theology and politics. And so that's what a lot of younger people that are seeing this are like. Hey, we're called to separate what has been known as either church and state or some of those and, ideas. And, and there's some people right now their heads are exploding. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely, they are. And that's kind of what, even when I first shared that with you of like, hey, just so you know, Brad, the way my generation is approaching this is they're separating their right. theology from their politics. Your head was like, I didn't know. And, and, and I would argue it's not necessarily even, I get when you're saying politics, mm-hmm. because, because I think what happens when people think politics is they, they immediately go to parties. Sure. It's, it's government intervention even to a certain degree. I think it's everything. Could be. I, I don't know. It depends. It's hard for me to process. Yeah, I know it is, and that's good. That's why we're having the conversation. Bruce, where do you land on that? Not land, but I mean, do you get that as a I, Gen Xer? I'm understanding it more because of having conversations with my kids, uh-huh. but it's not the way I grew up either. Right. And it's intriguing to me with a touch of be careful you know, from my older side generation of, right. well, that's a slippery slope. And can you really do that? I, it's, it's, I'm very torn by how to respond to it, that. It creates tension. Mm-hmm. And instead of some, I think sometimes what we do, instead of fighting through the tension, I, that's when we get, exactly. Combat, that's, we when either, we get, that's when we get combative. Yep. We either shut down or we turn up in a really unhealthy way. Right. And that's when it becomes really toxic. And part of why we wanted to take some time from the emotional response, not for us to say we got to calm down before we talk about this a little bit more in depth, but really to just give society a chance to breathe a little bit. I My guess, is, it, it, same for me, if there's boomers watch, watching this or listening to this, they're, they're right now thinking, what? I fully expect it. Really? Yep. And They, they, yep. they do what? What are you talking about? Yep. You can't separate that. Yep. And Gen Z are on the other side thinking, People are just crazy for not trying to separate exactly it. because especially for people my age and younger, it's well if you don't try to separate it, then you'll find Jesus on every side that yeah. you oh, know, you're trying I, to I see that hand. Bruce got something. So can I clarify? Mm-hmm. So when you say that statement, Jordan, what you're saying is younger people say, I'm still against against abortion, but I'm also against the government telling us what to do. Yes. Is that how they most people yes. Well, in some cases. So some people who are saying, I'm against abortion, it's not necessarily because they're against the government telling them to do it. It's because they want, they genuinely want a safe and legal access to abortion because they know of the cases that will happen No, had there not been a safe access. Gotcha. So again, and even young people, because I know that someone for older generations, government control or access is like a big frustration for them. See, and it almost flips. It's flipped. It, when you, when you talk it's about flipped. part of that, but I think that's why I'm wondering if it's not so much political It's it's, I don't want someone telling me what I can and can't do in your generation, whether it be that's government part of it or, or my guess is some of it is even, I don't, 
because they link the they link the law with church. I was going to say Christianity. It probably is linked with Christianity, where they say, I don't want these Christians telling me what I can and can't do. I don't know. That's okay. part of it, but that goes kind of to Bruce's point where I think a, a bigger part of it is younger generations want that safe access to it. And Could I ask, because I think having had some discussions with younger people, mm-hmm. maybe this, maybe what I said before isn't the main reason. Maybe it's um, because my heart goes out to people who are going to try to do it illegally anyway, because you're not going to stop them. I'd rather have them yep. be able to do or it Or in safely. cases, of, you know, the extreme cases, the, the 0.05% of cases of rape, rape. incest, yeah. abuse. Yeah. Like younger people, they have that heart, again, for whether it's safe access, again, whether you agree or disagree, it, it goes to that. Yeah. Part of it might be, again, you know, we don't want, we want equal access. We don't want to be told what we're going to do, what we can't do. So, it, I and mean, again, there's a, there's and, a variety and, of and things. And again, we can get too much in the weeds here, but the, the basis between generations, basically what we're saying is, in, is yep. there's this difference of one generation being able to separate mm-hmm. the law and abortion itself. Yep. The, and the other generation saying you, you can't separate. Yeah. That. And, and that's what I was saying. Like a lot of younger Christ followers, especially, you know, a lot of our teens um, that you just, if you were on Instagram at all, and again, just looking at different social media apps, if you were on Facebook well after this was overturned, you probably saw a lot of people posting their celebration. If you went to Instagram and or Twitter, which tend to lean a little bit more left and younger, then you saw a lot of people who were sharing their frustrations right. and their grievances. Right. Um, and even in those sharing of their grievances, it's not necessarily that they would ever get an abortion. A lot of them probably think that getting an abortion would be, you know, for them, um, morally unacceptable, but the frustration came from, well, now, you know, my friend or my buddy, or even just our world doesn't have safe legal access. So it really is, again, that first stance that is very common. I am pro-choice, but not pro-abortion. That is a very common stance for young people. Like Brad said, you don't have to agree with it. It's just, Hey, we're just trying to help you understand exactly, you know, what are some of the things? Okay. Second one. Oh, we talked about that already. Uh, uh, the second one was, I do not let my theology dictate my politics. Uh, third one, you can't be Christian and be pro-choice. Have you heard this one before? Oh yeah. (laughs) I have too. Yeah. Um, and this was one that especially I heard a lot growing up leaving and part of, you know, why, like why when I went off to college, I thought you can't, you can't vote Democrat and be a Christ follower. And then when I got to college, I'm like, there's a lot of people I love who are Democrat and Christ followers. I didn't think that was possible. And it, you know, there was, there was a common stand because I, you know, grew up believing you can't be Christian and be pro-choice. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to sit here and shut up. <laughs> Yeah, and Brad saying, so like. what's the problem? <laughs> and I think part of it too, then not just that, but um, then what younger people also, I think, do an easier job of is not agreeing. Like, so let's say someone were to vote for a Democrat or a Republican. What I've seen younger people do is they hate being associated with everything that that party stands for. Right. So they're saying like, no, I voted for the Democratic Party because I believe in their ideas on healthcare and, and immigration. And then what, what frustrated them is they're being told, well, you're still supporting abortion. No. I'm like, well, yeah, because you voted for a Democratic Party. Right. I'm like, yeah, but yeah, you, you know, know that, what I'm saying? That goes back to the one position voting thing. Right, and, you know, right. and that's a, Yeah, that, right. that's an ugly trail too. Yeah, right. And that's, everything's just a mess. And look, we have another hand in the audience here. <laughs> uh, a couple good comments 
um, yeah. from online. Uh, Marissa pointed out, she said, I think some of it too is the point um, of view that this is what I believe, but I don't have the right to push my beliefs onto you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yes, I may believe this, yep. but I shouldn't, just because I believe it doesn't mean we should make a law about it. And mm-hmm. Oh, and to I, that I, point. Yeah, see, and I think that's, I think that's a really, that's, that's a point that you have to wrestle the ground. Right. It really is. Right. That's, that's a great point. I think mm-hmm. I'm actually going to share my thought for our last one. Cause it okay. goes more so with the last. And things. then um, also question, I think this is towards Jordan. How much of it is social pressure for your age group? Grandpa, what do you mean by uh, social pressure? Um, Cause I think m- my age group and younger do a pretty good job of of uh <laughs> sticking to our guns i guess of our beliefs i don't i how i understand the question is do i feel like our like younger people are getting pressured into um by whether it's media or outside influences to take these hard stances i feel like young people are just they think this way and they don't want, again, back to your point, they don't really want to be told, right. You know, yeah. I have a hard time being told I'm wrong. See, and, and, and I understand, I understand that question because I, I think that's where the generational breakdown comes. Mm-hmm. And, and that's why we have a boomers have a harder time understanding. Gotcha. Okay. Why, why is this happening? Gotcha. Yeah. I think a big part of it too is, um, I think a big part of it too, is that, uh, for the longest time, and this goes back to, again, my pornography talk of, dealing with a lot of strict and rigid households that, you know, were growing up Gen X. So millennials, their biggest thing was freedom. We want freedom to think and feel on this. And this is what we've talked a lot about on this whole generationally speaking podcast is millennials want that permission to, to think freely. And so how they're raising their kids is to think freely. It's been part of the gender, you know, conversation yeah. and, and homosexuality conversation, sex, purity, etc. Um, and and so I think that's another key difference, and what has led to it. I'm not sure if I answered your question. Yeah, and and here's one thing: going back to that question because it's a sticky one. Um, the the you can't be a Christian and be pro-choice. Yeah. And we had this conversation a little bit, and I think sometimes we got to kind of back out, take a breath. Of we're talking about abortion here, okay, yeah. which is a really touchy subject. Yep. It, it goes with with a lot of different things. Yeah. I mean, we could we could substitute that for racism. You can't be a Christian and be a racist. Sure. You can't be a Christian and be a what? What other things we came up with? Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah. Well, what you just said probably ticked off a lot of younger people. Exactly. Yeah, because because then you just compared racism again to abortion, and, and that's a generation thing, right? Because right, my generation would say, say yeah, yeah. And, and so here, right? It's again, it's and, just and understanding it, the difference it, it, of how that, people are and approaching, and that's yes. what you know. So yep. I I wanted to. I wanted to give that yep. that because my guess is some of the younger ones saying, "Well, of course I can be a Christian and be," and when but when you throw racism in, now they're saying, "Oh no, hold it!" Right? Sure. Now you know. Don't sure. bring. You know what? I, I'm not. I'm not trying to be be controversial. I'm just saying. You're so controversial. Here, here's where <laughs> the generation breakdown starts yes. happening. Yes, and as we have these conversations, okay, Alex, I appreciate your heart. I appreciate. <laughs> your thoughts and not wanting to write out a 15 page essay. Um, again, we're, we're trying to just share some very simple thoughts of how a different generations approach this topic. Right. It's not necessarily a Brad and Jordan. Nope. No, this isn't a Brad and Jordan thought. 
show. Nope. This is nope. or a Crossbridge <laughs> Thought Show. This is us trying to give you just some tools and processing. And this, this is one of one of the things that scared us about about, yep. about doing this. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Last one. Okay. Last one of the common stances that you've maybe seen, heard, printed on, you know, magazines, etc. My body, my choice. Okay. This is again. This is another stance. That probably is very frustrating for some of you and probably very empowering for others of you. And why even like w- what I admitted at the beginning, I said it feels weird being two men of us talking. And for some of you, that's yeah. an issue. Yeah, sure. um, Part of the frustration, this was what I was going to say to Bruce's point a little bit earlier, is part of the big frustration with this was that it was it's nine Supreme Court leaders, nine nine males who made this decision. No, they're still there's. Are there two female? I th- yeah. Well, one passed two. away. See, I'm no, not sure. There, there's two female now, I think. I don't know. Anyway, that majority majority male. Somebody did so, do their research. See, see, <laughs> show, shows how how educated we are. Yeah. But was even just that frustration if you got sure. majority men sure. making that, and it's my body, my choice. We talked about the statistics earlier that um, said uh, what was it? Um, what percentage of people believe? Uh, do, do, do. I'm going to find this. 72% of Americans believe the decision should be solely in the hands of the woman. Right. Um, and so that, that again, it's, it's something. It's, and, and, and you start seeing this whole web. Sure. Uh, uh, you can see how many paths you can go down here. Yep. Because you can go, go into this whole thing and say, well, yeah, but it's not that they outlawed it. They gave it to the states. Mm-hmm. You know? and, and so there's, just, right. there's so many facets of this. It's impossible to. Yeah. And my guess is, you know, blood pressure is rising in people, even as they're listening to this right now. Yep. yep. And, and again, it's one of those things we're trying to get to a point of, can we see every side or, mm-hmm. or, or, or see why there's so much? Yeah, just see the different angles. Yeah. And because uh, Alex said there's four women, I'm going to believe Alex because he's pretty educated. Absolutely. It, I again, definitely st- believe Alex before us. Again, <laughs> still, no question. Still a majority of man. And so I know that's frustrated some people. And this... And led to that, you know, saying my body, my choice. And um, it's one of those things where whether you agree with that, whether you disagree with that, just asking you not to agree with it. It's asking you to just approach the conversation. Right. Say, okay, you know what? Um, Understand the other side, if you will. Understand how the other side thinks. You don't have to agree. Well, you have to say, like, it doesn't even have to make sense to you. There might be some things that you've heard that you're like, that's not politically, theologically, socioeconomic. That just. It doesn't make sense. Right. And, and our hope is just that you're able to approach this. So um, let's now look at four different reactions that we've seen from the church. Um, and when I say church, I mean the Big C Church. Big C Church. Universal Church. American Church, really, because this is an American-specific right. you know, conversation um, <clears throat> that we've seen. Uh, the first one, uh, we've seen people, Christians, pastors, different ones, celebrating the court decision. Yep. Um, and we've seen people baffled that pastors or Christians are celebrating the court decision because then the second response has been to grieve how God could allow this to overturn. It feels almost like we're going backwards. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah. It, 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 this is one for me that just, again, you know, I can think back of, of, of when – row happened and and went the, it started and I, and I think of the grieving and things that went on in the church and it was more universal I think at that point at least from my perspective it was and and what I told you earlier today and and I don't know if this is relevant or not but for just so you understand where some 
some people would lie on this on the Christian side is that they would look at this as, um, I won't say equal to, but the Holocaust event. Okay, where they they look at abortion is, people would say right now, how could how could someone let Hitler kill all these Jews? Mm-hmm. And there are people who are saying, well, how can we stand by? We think that's horrible. How can we sit by and, and watch all these babies be killed? And so that's why they're celebrating. Yeah, they they equate those two, and I think. Yep. So and, that's and, how some people have approached this conversation. Exactly. Yes. We we got to be celebrating because you know we, we have stood up to to evil. Mm-hmm. And then, like I was sharing, the, the second response has been grieving, believing God has abandoned. I mean, there's been people, you know, that I've seen post or, or share like the, their frustrations, their grievances, feeling like either we're going backwards, we're um, we're not taking away the, we're not we're not solving the problem, we're just you know creating um, unsafe and illegal access to abortion, and and uh, even frustrated. And this is part of what. Um, part of what I think was most frustrating for younger Christ followers or even just younger people is the posts such as like, okay, now, now it's time for the church to step up. And their frustration was, no, the church should have stepped, should have stepped up, up a long time back ago. in 1972. That's fair. Okay. 73. Yeah. 73. When, when the first issue were, you know, we were talking today, there's ten, you were telling me there's 10,000 kids in Fort Wayne on the, foster, um, on on the foster. fo- fostering care. Yeah. Like there's so many people who are just like, you know, I'm just going to post about it. They're not being pro-life from the younger versions. Like you guys haven't been pro-life yet. You know, why are you celebrating when, right. when there's still 10,000 people in Fort Wayne alone? And that's part of where the frustration has been sure. for a lot of young people is. And, you, and whether you like it or not, that's valid. Sure. Yep. Uh, my grandpa's. Uh, so Alex says two of them voted to overturn it though. So it's not a gender line thing. Sorry. Not sure of your point. Um, my grandpa or Roy Gillespie says Roy versus Wade was with nine men on the court. So that yeah, was the original, the original. Now it looks like there's five, four. Um, yeah, Alex, all I was saying earlier, if I think I understand your point was that I know young people who are still frustrated that there's still five men for what, like there, whether it's a, you know, gender line thing from a logical standpoint is still, again, just how right. young people are approaching this. Sure. Um, next one, uh, you know, I have friends and know people who are volunteering for, different sanctity of life organizations it's great we're like they're like hey this is my <laughs> conviction and i yeah. you know i feel like that and and i've encouraged we've encouraged them Absolutely. and say you know what live out your convictions Absolutely. because on the flip side there's also people i know personally who have protested at the courthouse th- down in indy this different this standpoint so again you're living out your convictions you're saying you know what i feel passionate about this um these aren't the only four responses this is just right. some common responses you've seen people celebrate You've seen people upset, you've seen people volunteer, and you've seen people protest and frustrated. And, and um, you know, all of those are just different emotions and responses that people are saying, and so right. much more. So let's get to the final part of the let's night. Everybody watch everybody take, take a, a breath. deep breath. Yep. Bruce has something to say. Bruce has something good to say. It's um, the wisest thing you've heard all night. <laughs> doubt it. Uh, so I think where I am getting to is it's so easy to latch on to either you're saying that it doesn't matter and there's no absolutes um, or it's the other way. And it's, you know, it's, I grew up so black and white and where I'm getting to is realizing I still may not agree, but it's not as black and white as I thought it was. Right. 
which scares me even to say that because I'm not saying that there aren't absolutes in the world, but there are so many caveats to this that how you approach it, the most, I'll give you an example. This is not the way I thought about it, but talking to a younger person, their first thought was actually crying and in tears saying, I'm thinking about all the women who are going to do this anyway illegally and going to have major health problems um, and my heart is breaking for them. Mm-hmm. That would have never been a thought that crossed my mind. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's right, yeah. okay. but I can't say, well, you shouldn't think that way. And I'm going to make some hit people's heads explode right now, all my boomer friends out here, because what they're probably thinking right now is that that is a talking point and you've been convinced that that's really not going to happen. And what I want a boomer to do right now is take a breath and say, okay, that's a real feeling that they have. Mm -hmm. So now we can have a conversation and say, okay, I I, I can meet you there. And and somewhere in the middle, we come up with, okay, how how do we address that then? You Mm -hmm. see what I'm saying? Yep. I, I I, I hope I explained that right because... I know all these emotions are new to you, but you're crushing it. <laughs> you're crushing it. But, but it's one of those things, and again, it, it comes down to we have different opinions, we have different sides, but can we get to a place that we can address those and have a civil conversation, mm-hmm. and then we can probably get somewhere. Right now, we're not getting anywhere. And here's my hope, and this is this is again back to my hope is that you can have disagreements and still not let those disagreements affect how you view the other person. Absolutely. We're, yeah. And for some people where this is their make it or break it or where race is their make it or break it or where sex is their make it or break it, that is not possible. Um, and again, it's not kind of a one size fits all. I rec- Again, even as I say that, I'm like, I recognize there's some things in my life where if you came and said that you disagreed completely, um, I would have a hard time viewing yeah. you the same. So I encourage that knowing I probably wouldn't do that it's, very well. It's, it's, just, it, yeah. it's, it's also recognizing we're in a hard spot. Yeah. Yep. And we're called to love everybody. Yep. Not agree with everybody. Mm-hmm. Not condone everything. But we're still called to, to yeah. love. Yeah. I, I, it, it, it's a tough spot. Marissa hit us with a deep question no, that we boy. for sure don't have time for. She no. said, if conviction comes through the Holy Spirit, how can people have convictions on both sides? Yeah, that ain't going to happen. <laughs> hey, it's a, it's a good thing you're married to a pastor who yeah, has no ahead. idea how he's going to answer that when he gets home. So, uh, hey, let's move on. We just want to leave you with a little bit. Um, share a few verses. What does God say? Um this this is again a little bit touchy, um, but we're going to talk about it because I think it's important for us to go back to the Word of God and 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 uh, yeah. So we'll we'll preface some of these verses a little bit at the end of why I said they were touchy. But um, Brad, why don't you read the first okay. first two? Okay, uh, first one. If possible, so far as it depends on you, leave it, live at peace with everyone. It says leave at peace, live at peace with everyone. <laughs> you read it right. I did. I I typed it wrong. You typed it wrong. Yeah. If possible, so far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Romans yep. twelve eighteen. Yep. And I and I think again that's one of those things that, um. It, this has been a, a 
a struggle with me because there's times that I've, I've, I felt, comp- you know, I'm compromising myself. I'm compromising yeah. some of my stand, my beliefs and things like that. But yet, knowing that we are called to do this, mm-hmm. it doesn't mean necessarily that we agree or what have you. But can we have, again, I keep going back to can we just at least have the con- a civil conversation about mm-hmm. this and, 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 and live at peace with everyone? Yeah, I yeah think well, that's, that's even great. Paul says, he says, if possible. If possible. Which means there are some times that you can do everything in your power. And it's not, and it's not going to work out. It's just what I would encourage people to do, especially with, with young people while you're having conversations with young people who their brains aren't nearly as, as developed and, um, it, emotions, you know, whether th- I'm thinking even young, young people, teenagers and younger, we're going through puberty. Emotions yeah. are high. Give grace. Yeah, absolutely. Take, and, and that's not saying young people are wrong. That's just saying, give them grace. Right. Like, like you are in a position where your brain, your emotions are more leveled. You've had more life to live. Like give young people a space to be young, right. you know, and to ask and to wrestle and to share yeah, and to good. think, um, live at peace if at all possible. Yep. Uh, read the second one for us. Be happy with those who are happy and weep with those who weep live in harmony with each other. Don't be too proud to enjoy the company of ordinary people. And don't think you know it all. I love that. I Romans, love how Romans twelve fifteen through sixteen. Yeah, that was the New Living Translation. Yeah. that says, "And don't think you know it all." Don't think you know it all. And, and you know what's great is this verse actually comes right before the "if at all possible." This is Romans twelve fifteen through sixteen. We just read verse eighteen. Yeah. And this is so. This is all kind of one thought for Paul. And I love that. You know, we got to do such a better job. And and I think especially my my generation is be happy with people that are happy. You see the the hurt. And and you guys get taken down for you know oh you, you see all the injustices and things like that your yeah. bleeding hearts and what have you and 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 we have to be more like that mm. I mean that's Jesus mm. you know that is the no matter how yeah weep how, with those who weep weep yeah. with those who weep and it's it's one thing you know my generation wasn't taught to do mm. you know it's it's it again and, it, and, and it's and really good, like relearning some and new there's things. good and bad to that I yeah. mean you know and, and just understanding this yep. is again it's it's the way of Jesus. Yep. Don't be too proud to enjoy company of ordinary people and don't think you know it all. And I'm telling you, boomers, listen up. Don't think you know it all. Um, <laughs> well, young people too, and this goes to the question, the point, uh, either it was Bruce or, or my grandpa Roy Gillespie who is saying that the, do you think a part of it's just the social pressure? It's again, don't think, like be willing to learn from older yeah. people and from your parents and from your, your mentors and and this is something that like I had to grow into a lot as someone who was a passionate young leader in the church. Say, whoa, I, I can learn a lot from people yeah. if I just would be willing to put my pride down. Yep. So, hey, last verse here's, here. I want to preface this because this last verse we're going to share is often um, weaponized. I'll just say that. And I just want to say we're, we're going to kind of expand on that a little bit. Not saying all people weaponize this, but as you hear it, some of you might cringe or get frustrated. Um, some of you might... Um, celebrate and rejoice, and I don't want either of those because I think that as we expand on this, it will. Um, again, we're just going to go back to to what what God says. So here we go, Roman or Psalm one twenty nine thirteen through sixteen. For you formed, talking to God, for you formed my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works; my soul knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was being made in secret. And did I type that? Intricately. Intricately. I'm like, did I type that one wrong again? Intricately woven in the depths of the earth. 
Your eyes saw my unformed substance. In your book were written, every one of them, the days that were formed for me, when as yet there was none of them. And here's why I wanted to preface that and, and why I specifically wanted as a young person to read this is often that is the pro-life verse. Yep. Um, and, and there's some beauty in that, but um, it's often also been weaponized as the pro-life verse and used for to justify kind of their stance or your stance or my stance, whatever the stance might be. I think when we do that and we just limit it as the abortion verse, we're doing a disservice to the word of God. Right. Because this verse applies to the person who had an abortion as much as it applies to the person who's not born yet. It applies to the person in poverty as much as it per- applies to the person in wealth. It applies to the person on the streets. It applies to the person in the offices. It applies to you. It applies to me. It applies to the Democrat, the Republican. And it is so much more than just the pro-life or the anti-abortion verse. Right. It is saying that God specifically made every single one of us. And what's the saying you always say? I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) You will never walk by a person who isn't deeply loved by God. Yeah, and and I think that's where we got to get to. And, And. and because we've taken such hard stances on this and, and we've complicated it to a point that we can't have the conversations anymore, you will never, ever be next to somebody that God doesn't of, yeah. love and that God hasn't died, that Jesus did not die for. Yep. Yeah. No matter what, no matter what their stance is, no matter what their belief is. Yeah. And if we would start in that premise, I think we could have the kind of conversations that would get us to a point that that it, at least it would get us down the road to where yeah. we need to get to. Friends, this is what's so cool about Crossbridge and, and just our conversation. One, again, like I said at the beginning, I hope they have grace for us and grace for one another. There are people um, who may have been watching who have had to have an abortion because of health concerns. Um, there are people who have had abortion just maybe they made the choice and now they feel shame from it. There's so many there reasons. So many There's so many. And, and I just want to invite you, if you are on one side, to step through your bubble, to maybe pop your bubble mm-hmm. and, and you or even make it bigger. Just say, you know what? I'm just going to include different voices, not so that you agree with the other person. Right. Okay. But so that we get to a place again, the deeper meaning of this psalm verse where, where the psalmist is writing, you know, Brad, you are so wonderfully made by God. Okay, you are so wonderfully made. And as we're talking about things, um, I want to be a safe person for you to disagree with. Right. You know, so, uh, so that iron can sharpen iron, you know? That right there is brilliant. So yeah. you can be a safe place that you can disagree with. Yep. And that's the kind of stuff that we've, we've, we've got to get to. And my guess is there's, there are people out there listening to us right now on both sides that their heads are exploding right now that we yeah. didn't say something or something we did say or something or we, we didn't implied. take a hard stance we individually did. or as and, a church. And and, 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 and and that was not what tonight was necessarily for. Right. And I, and I hope we got there. Yep. And we didn't share every side. We didn't no. share every stance. All we were saying is we want to invite you to understand how do boomers think, how do Gen Xers think, how do millennials think, and then part of how Gen Zers think, just even just small ways, not yeah. every yeah. way. Yeah. But hey, thank you so much for joining us tonight. I hope that you will walk away from something, just even be able to understanding this conversation a little bit better, a little bit deeper. If you do have questions, frustrations, concerns, uh, reach out to us. We, um, yeah, we'd the, love to talk about it and, and hear kind of where you're approaching the subject. We'd lo- if, if you need a deeper conversation, we would love to, yeah. to have that. And that's what we've always said. Yep. No matter what we're talking about, no matter what the topic is, this happens to be one of the hot buttons, you yep. know. We um, just wanted to create a safe place where we say, you absolutely. know what, let's, jo- let's talk about it on the podcast. To kick off season four, uh, Bob Holly said, gentlemen, I applaud your willingness to tackle these hard polarizing issues. May God move us all closer to one another and to him. Amen. Amen. Bob, that is a great point to end on. So, hey, everyone, thank you so much for tuning in, joining us. Uh, our next 
podcast episode will be Oodles Game Night. Oh, man. Thank you. First game night of the season. It'll be a lot of fun. Uh, But hey, have a great rest of your day. Please reach out if needed. And as always, um, don't make someone's life more difficult. Adios. (laughs) Thanks, everybody. (laughs) 